Hello and welcome to the One About Podcast, show where two friends get together to talk about a different topic each week. This week, we finish off the quadrille. Nah, fuck that. The original four alien films with what is quite possibly the worst series of scenes ever put to film that wasn't trying to be bad. This is the one about Alien Resurrection. I am your host, Dean. I also go by Endless Cole on places around the internet. And I'm joined this week, as always, by my man, John. John. Yo. A couple of things. Yeah, talk to me. First of all, uh-huh. the Lakers suck. I hate them. I hate everybody in the front office over there. I hate LeBron James, and I don't want to watch the NBA. <laughs> I mean, we've had ferocious, vivid, and passionate conversations about the moves that they made in free agency. Oh, so passionate. It was... I mean, I like my boy Brody. Like, Westbrook is, like, I'm a fan of his. But, um... The fact, like, they pulled such talent in during this free agency, like, it, their only detriment to their team is, like, the collective age of all the players. They're saying that I believe that this is going to make the Lakers the oldest team ever in the NBA, period. By and median yet. age. And yet, and yet, and yet, they probably have the highest collection of future Hall of Famers and All-Stars on their squad right now. Like, this might be the most like All-Star stacked roster ever assembled. Yeah, on top of like everybody's like, "Oh, what if they get injured?" Their bench is so deep with like high-level talent. I don't think it matters. I think it'll basically give that person a break. And then the other person can step in and show what they can do. I, I feel like they they're, got, just, they're gonna they show got each dudes other up. Pulling up like sixth, seventh, eighth man that would be starting lineup on any other team in the NBA. Any other absolutely team absurd. NBA. Like, put it this way, Dwight Howard, uh, who everybody said I looked like when I was playing basketball is weird. Nope, not even a little bit. It not even close. I mean, shoulder size, maybe, but that was about it. Highly um, debatable. Anyways, like Dwight Howard, other than the fact like he doesn't have good like finishing post moves, he is a dominant force on the inside. And last time he was on the Lakers, they had such a good squad. He was only played during their playoff run against the Rockets. This time around, I feel like Homeboy is going to be riding the bench. He's going to be the dude who got an A on the class project. For just being in the group. He honestly is not going to do anything. They're probably going to call him in when AD is doing load management. And that's probably right. about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's be honest, though. Most of our listeners don't give a shit about the NBA. So we'll move on. I just want to throw that out there real quick. What I really want to talk to you about, get your mm-hmm. feelings about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you seen this new Disney World uh, attraction that they're advertising? No, I have not. All right, so let me let me break this down for you. Okay. 
Disney Parks is advertising a Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience. Uh-huh. Essentially, it's like a Disney cruise, but it simulates like you going on a uh, galactic star cruiser through space and battling um, Imperials and shit like that. Okay. Two days for three adults and one child is $6,000. You want to repeat that again? Two days. For three adults and one child is six thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Why would you? Are they actually sending people into space? <laughs> like this is like I'm not even playing around. I'm not trying to be funny. I am actually asking a serious question. <laughs> No. Jesus not. Christ. Like, first of all, this better be a fully catered, fully like all inclusive experience cruise ride. Like, I better be able to get whatever drink I want to, f- I can imagine under the sun. The food that hits my tongue better send me into the stratosphere of orgasmic taste. And like it's it should I should basically be acting like I'm on an episode of Food Wars every time I have their food. Cause that is just ridiculous. Like, do they like give a list of what the experience is going to entail, or it's just like, here's this ride and here are the prices? So this is what from what I can tell, this is what they've they've dropped. Um <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> right off the rip, I'm deeply concerned. Sample standard cabin rates is the heading on this. Like oh. the, that's the standard rate? Holy Are you shit. Kidding me? God help you if you put some add-ons in that bitch. I'm telling you they're actually sending people into space. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser rates vary depending on your voyage, departure date, the number of guests in your cabin, and your cabin type. We look forward to sharing more details about when you'll be able to book this experience at a later time. So the full breakdown, and I'm actually going to Star Wars Galactic Star. I love that Google knows exactly what I'm looking for. Because Google's probably been bombarded by that search right now. (laughs) Like they know. Okay, so I'm going to read you this first part and then I will come back to this because I I found the full thing on their website but like this is what they went out on social media with and I'm like um (laughs) uh so starting from two guests per cabin $1,200 per guest per night or $4,809 for a total voyage for two guests three guests why now, this is this the part that really fucked my shit up. Three guests per cabin, two adults, one child. There is no option for three adults. Two adults and one child. $889 per guest per night or $5,299 for a voyage. Four guests per cabin, three adults, one child only. 
$749 per guest per night or $5,999 per voyage. Now, price based on a cabin room at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. The number of packages available is limited. All packages are a two-night experience. Package includes entry to Disney Hollywood Studios for one day on day two of your experience, which is already concerning because if I have time to go to Hollywood Studios, that means I'm not even getting two full days out of this experience. Exactly. And uh, a ticket to Hollywood Studios isn't that expensive. It's not even close. I mean, I think it's overpriced for the experience that I get out of it. But again, like, yeah, I think Hollywood Studios is the worst of the four parks over here. But that's just me. Some people disagree with that. Also, a lot of people are really into the Star Wars shit that they've added. I'm not really. I love Star Wars, but it's just not my jam. Anyway, this admission ticket expires at midnight prior to departure date and is non-upgradable, non-transferable, non-refundable, and excludes activities slash events separately priced. Package includes Package includes two breakfasts, two lunch, and two dinner meals per guest, with gratuity included for dinners. Thank God. <laughs> They save you the tip (laughs) and one quick service meal consisting of one entree and either one non-alcoholic beverage or if age 21 or over one alcoholic beverage where available. You only give me one alcoholic beverage. It would appear so. Yeah. Um, Or for guests ages three to nine, one combo meal from the children's menu offerings to be used in the theme park only. Entertainment experiences on board subject to change without notice or liability. Walt Disney Travel Co. and their number. Now, this is their official write-up off of the Disney World website. About this. Good God, dude. Um, see it, feel it, live it. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is a revolutionary new two-night experience where you are the hero. You and your group will embark on a first-of-its-kind Star Wars adventure that's your own. It's the most immersive Star Wars story ever created, one where you live a bespoke experience and journey farther into a Star Wars adventure than you ever dreamed possible. Arrive at the Walt Disney World Resort Terminal, board a launch pod, and rendezvous with the magnificent... Halkion Star Cruiser. Stay in a cabin or suite with an exquisite view of space. Throughout the ship, you'll interact with eclectic collection of characters, sit down to exotic galactic cuisine, and perhaps even plot a secret mission together. As the itinerary continues, you'll take the story further and deeper. Choose your path. Seek out the inner workings of the legendary starship, learn the traditional art of wielding a lightsaber, and even jump on a transport to the planet Batu, where your mission continues at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now, just from that write-up alone, I can tell you absolutely, unequivocally, you're not going to space. Um, that's not, <laughs> not in the cards. Okay. At, at best, this sounds like a hotel that's like a thousand stories in the sky. But, no, nah, I wouldn't bank on it. Now, experience your own Star Wars story. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is like nothing else you've ever experienced. Part live immersive theater, part themed environment, part culinary extravaganza, part real life role playing game, and yet so much more. 
As the airlock slides open, your whole world changes. Step off the launch pad into your own epic Star Wars story, one where you decide your fate. While your story unfolds, you'll have the power to choose your path. Will you follow the rule of the First Order or join the Resistance in a secret plot? Strike a bargain with a gang of smugglers or sit back, sip a cocktail, and watch it all from a safe distance. The choice is yours. You are the hero of your very own Star Wars adventure, the most immersive Star Wars experience ever created. While your choices determine what happens during your Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser adventure, you'll find something for everyone, including highlights like new and familiar Star Wars characters need your help and will invite you to delve deeper into the story, interact with them like never before, embark on secret missions and create alliances, wield a lightsaber as you face off against a remote training device, explore the bridge and operate the ship systems and controls. Take an exclusive transport to the planet Batuu where you'll have the opportunity to engage in unique missions and experiences that extend the story of your adventure. Your story may even lead you to discover the inner workings of the ship in the engineering room. What's included? Yo, this food looks kind of dank, though. Anyway, uh, every Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser vacation package includes a two-night stay in a well-appointed cabin or suite meals excluding alcoholic and specialty beverages fuck you and the opportunity to live your star wars story through exclusive experiences missions and activities view a sample itinerary i actually will that gives you an exciting look at some of the many experiences that you may encounter during your voyage the vacation adventure also includes entry to star wars galaxy's edge as well as the rest of disney's hollywood studios for your planetary excursion to batu Valet parking is also included. Oh, um, thank you, I guess. So let's take a look at this it- sample itinerary here. Uh, day one, one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm so concerned about all this. Uh, <laughs> day one, and you're arriving at one o'clock. Um, arrival at the ter- terminal. Launch pod to Star Cruiser. Ship orientation. Uh, light refreshments, sabak lessons, muster. The fuck is muster? Uh, captain's reception, dinner featuring live music, outer rim regalia, unexpected story moment. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of uh, ruined that, but okay. <laughs> Bridge training, special special atrium entertainment. Day two, breakfast at seven a.m. Transport Shuttle to Batu, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, Story Moment, uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, Lunch at Docking Bay 7, Food and Cargo, Transport Shuttle to Star Cruiser. So <laughs> you don't even get to stay at Hollywood Adventure. You're there for two seconds. Let's see, 8.15 to 12.40. So about four hours. Uh, lightsaber training, droid racing competition, build model ship, Sabak tournament, cocktails at Sublight Lounge, taste Wait, around a the galaxy. Sabak tournament, like barely anybody. Well, anybody who would pay to do this experience would probably know how to play Sabak. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, story moment, spectacular finale. Sp- oh, interesting. Day three, breakfast. 
launch pod to terminal. So they give you breakfast and then kick you out. Got it. Um, I don't know. That's a so lot. I have a couple of thoughts. Yeah. The, fir- the first one is despite all of the information that I just gave you, I don't feel like I know much more about what the fuck this is than I did before I start reading all that. Um, and then I can tell you right away this is not worth six grand to me it's not even close like you I can go on like an all all inclusive like really bomb ass cruise for half that yeah hey but you get one alcoholic beverage one alcoholic beverage and again for the money that I saved from not going there, I could get a what is I it? Can, I can get a, a Coke card and an unlimited, like basically an unlimited liquor license, liquor card on that cruise. The only thing that limits how much I could drink is if the bartender remembers the time that I got my my beverage at. What and then the other thing that kills me is they keep marketing this as if you're like going to space. Like that's why I asked that question. I was like, if I'm paying that much, like I get it. Like if you're going to space, you're probably going to be paying like millions of dollars. I get it. I, but I'm just saying, for that price, you need to be doing some sick ass far out shit. So like, like when they they released a commercial for this, right? And it literally shows them in the ship and then like zooms out and they're like in space. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and then what did they say in the write up? Um, An exquisite view of space. What does that mean? <laughs> like the the write-ups and the advertising for this really do make you think that you'd be going to space, which obviously you're not going to. Mm-hmm. But like you market this to the wrong people, they're gonna drop six grand and be like, why the fuck am I not in space? You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Uh I don't know, man. This seems sketch as all hell. But six grand. For two nights with no booze. Fuck you. Like, especially if I'm paying that much to have a great experience. But I I can kind of understand. I'm pretty sure, like, they don't say you can't have booze. You just have to pay extra, like, bar prices for booze. That's what I'm thinking. Disney bar prices. Oh, (laughs) that's the problem. Although... their tiki lounge is fire like have you been to their tiki lounge no dude next time you come down or actually next time i go over there we're going to disney world and i'm pretty sure they have a tiki lounge over there but probably do their tiki lounge is amazing i still have uh the mugs that i got last time i went and their their cocktail creations are really good as well but still that's way too much like if i'm paying that much and you're still making me pay for alcoholic beverages Yep, that's insane. You know you're gonna force people to drink themselves stupid to basically be like, oh yeah, I had a great time because I drunk myself silly while using a lightsaber. Yeah, that's that's nuts, man. Six thousand dollars. Do you know how much fun I could have 
so many other places with just six thousand dollars like the whole trip and this is what only two days three days here's what i know six thousand dollars is enough money that i can drink myself dead okay you're gonna give me one drink you need to give me enough alcohol that I forget that I spent $6,000 to not go to space. Yeah, like, when you spend that much on a trip, you're literally spending that whole trip justifying the money you spent. Yeah. Which is honestly not how I want to enjoy a trip. I want to just be on the trip and just enjoy myself. And not just be like, this isn't $6,000 worth of fun. Speaking of fun, Disney's new movie, Jungle Cruise, is a lot of fun. I still haven't watched it, which is really funny since you probably watched it off of my Plex server. I did not. But, oh, you uh, didn't? Oh, I did watch it, and it is a lot of fun. Um, I, I won't say too much about it since you haven't watched it yet, but uh, that, that movie's a good time. It's It's like... It's it's doing what Pirates of the Caribbean did for that ride in movie form mm -hmm. for Jungle Cruise, but like not a crappy movie. Yes. I mean, it has The Rock and Emily Blunt in it, which I feel is a good. They play well off of each other. So, uh, yes. I, I would say, like, I'm, I was expecting good things already. Because, like, even if it's a crap movie, if The Rock is in it, like, he still makes it fun. Oh, he, he bro. He, he's a ton of fun. That's um, what I mean. It's my boy. Well, at least in the first half. Um, <laughs> Emily, Blunt, he starts out like a ton of fun. And Emily Blunt is like really abrasive at the beginning of the movie. And then like halfway through something happens and their whole dynamic changes. But they're just electrifying the whole way through. That's that's what I like to hear. We're, I'm, I'm going to watch it after we're done with the podcast. So good. Well, <clears throat> well, that's all I got for this week. What have you been up to, man? Um, trying to claw my way into plat. Okay, how's uh, it going? It's it's going better now. This morning I stopped and I was gold four division three. <laughs> you were you were gold four. Gold gold three. Division three. Sorry. Okay. I forget. Like, there's four divisions. There's four divisions and like three ranks within that. Anyways, yeah. um, but yeah, like some of the people that I'm matched up with, like I feel like at this point, it's more about my luck in teammates than my skill per se. Like, I'll I'll admit, like there are a lot of games that we could have won if I was playing better. Sure. Or if I wasn't hung up on like certain mistakes. But um for the most part, most of the time, like most of the downhill trends that I've had is like literally 
I get like a provision, someone who's in their provisional matches. So most of the time, those people don't belong there. Like I'm looking at him, I was like, why does this guy not know to go to a kickoff? Why? Why is he just sitting here? And then I look, and it's like, oh, he's in his provisional matches. They just threw him in here. <laughs> I mean, they don't just randomly throw them in there. But I, yeah, I I get it. I know what you mean, but like, there's. That's why you get 10 matches, basically. Okay, we think you're supposed to be here. Sure. But it's it's been, a tr- it's been an experience, and, like, what's funny is I believe I only have tonight to play, and I think the Monday when I get back. When is the season end? Uh, in like 10 days, something like that? No, it's less than that. I'm not really sure. They usually end the season on a Wednesday, so I believe I have until next Wednesday. So I have tonight, and then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday when I get back. Um, So you ready to throw in the towel and admit that you're not going to make it yet? or We both know that's not going to happen. Um... Like, dude, there's no fucking way. Dude. (laughs) It's literally... Like, I love you, man, but there's no way. It's literally just me consistently playing. That's all it is. Because, again... Yeah, but how do you plan to do that? You're going on vacation. I know that. But, like, again, I've made it this far, and I've only been playing, like, maybe for a week no not even a week i'll probably say like a consistent three days play okay so i have faith i I, i'm not i'm not gonna quit until the last minute you already know that (sighs) okay but other than that um i finished overlord the anime caught up on that it was really good um i am re-watching the last half of the first season of world trigger to watch the second season because it finally got renewed and you get to see the rank wars which are like the best part of the whole fucking manga um so i'm excited for that and um just basically going through my movie catalog of what i have on the plex server and like going through that I watched, uh, what was it, something called the Mortuary Chronicles, which was interesting. Like all of the, it's like a anthology short story series, horror genre. Um, a lot of the stories were predictable, except for the ending overarching story. That was amazing. Like it was, I actually didn't see that coming. It was pretty cool. Um okay. So yeah, I mean, like just watching some media and just like preparing to go to Hawaii, which I'm super excited for. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Oh my god, so excited! It's supposed to be like mad cheap to get a ticket to go to Hawaii right now, too. It really is. On top of dude, their mai tais, effing delicious. Effing okay. delicious. Hmm. And the last time, uh, me and Kim were there. It was for my friend's wedding, and she was pregnant, so she couldn't get the uh, full experience. So mm. she's gonna she's gonna be happy about that. Are you taking the kids? Hell no! What the kind of stupid quit? No, it's our honeymoon. Oh. 
No, I understand that, but like being a parent's tough. Sometimes you can't find somebody to watch the kids for a week and shit. Like you're correct. That's why I have my sister doing. Okay, I was just asking. Like shit, you don't bite my head Sick. off and shit. I'm, I'm speaking just saying, of biting heads off. Good lord, John. We watched Alien Four. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, it's only going to get worse. Mm. John, <clears throat> this uh, I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you think about this movie. Um, I said it at the top, and I, I really do mean it. This is legitimately one of the most god-awful pieces of shit I've ever seen. Um, and we watched some bad movies on this show. Yeah. But, uh, God, I mean... <laughs> I got bored partway through it and stopped paying attention. I might have fallen asleep a little bit for a while and don't feel like I missed anything. Yeah. All the characters are kind of stereotype. Stereotype one note. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is how I want to want to lead off this conversation. Okay. Alien. Written directed by Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Aliens. Written directed by James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Alien 3. <sighs> Alien 3 directed by David Fincher. Alien Resurrection is directed let me let me look up what this man's name is because i always fucking forget he's got the most french name imaginable jean pierre junette who might not be a name that you know but after this he directed the phenomenal amelie and possibly more important definitely more important to our audience this movie was written by fucking Joss Whedon. <laughs> Stars Sigourney Weaver, Winona Ryder, Ron Perlman, and this movie fucking sucks, dude. This, like, I don't... We were kind of talking about this before the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I commented to you, like, Alien is fascinating because you have the first two movies which are master classes in sci-fi thriller and sci-fi action Sus- respectively yeah and then they jump off a cliff and they just can't figure this shit out anymore they have no fucking idea what to do with alien they have no idea what it is it's almost like they had lightning in a bottle with alien and then they gave it to james cameron who made it something very different and then they were like we don't know who to market these movies to anymore and it just went to hell in a handbasket i will say alien 3 is at least redeemable 
Like that movie's watchable. It's not mm-hmm. the best, but it's not terrible. It's certainly a continuation of the first two films. This piece of shit. I'm going to go out and just say it outright. In my head, this movie doesn't fucking exist. I'm going to fucking forget that I own this. I'm going to forget that I ever saw it. And to me, Alien is Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3, and that's it. It's over. It's no more. Now, I hope that when we watch the next two movies, I'll be able to fold those into my head canon. But this movie's gone. It's disowned. It's banished. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. And go fuck yourself. Yeah. But hey, how do you feel about this movie? Uh, basically the same way. First of all, after the ending of the uh, Alien Cubed, this movie shouldn't exist. There's, there's no... Where did they get her DNA from? And on top of that, even though they got a sample of their DNA, her DNA, it shouldn't include the alien's DNA unless they literally got a chunk of her torso. So, I'm so glad you asked that. Because I had the same thought until they explain it partway through the film. By also making a continuity error. And Excellent. I was yes. I was like fuck bro so there's that scene where ridley ripley god damn it i keep mixing up ripley and ridley because ridley (laughs) scott and then ripley in the movie anyway when ellen (laughs) i can't even really say that anymore she's a fucking clone now ellen Mm -hmm. is talking to the science guy also i'm gonna be straight up right now like I didn't take the effort, the time and effort to learn any of these characters' names. I don't fucking care. Um, there's Winona Ryder, Ron Perlman, the guy from uh, CSI, and then Sigourney Weaver. I don't give a shit who they are. Anyway, she's talking to Science Guy, and she wants to know how they got a sample. And I was like, great. Ellen's asking the real questions here because we're all wondering it. Anybody with a brain who's watched the previous movie is going to be asking the same question. That's the only reason they put this dialogue in the movie. Correct. This man goes, we kept the blood samples that they took from you while you were on, and I quote, Fiori 16. Where in the fuck is Fiori 16? We've never been to anywhere called Fiori 16. That's a new one. Please tell me you looked it up. Yeah, it's it's an error. <laughs> I did look it up. Fiori 16 was a script error. It should have been Fiorina 161. I think it's it's Fiorina, right? Fury 161. Fury. It's Fury. Well, Fury is a uh what do you what do you call it? A uh for lack Fior- of a better word, pet name. Yeah, pseudonym. It's like Fioria or something like that. Is the yeah, it's, name of the planet. it's Fiorina. You're right. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah. They, it, they meant to say Fury 161. They came up with Fiori 16. Excellent. Wow. Wow. 
Now, from what I co- I've come to understand, when Joss Whedon wrote the script for this movie, he wrote it as a Joss Whedon film, which is to say it was lighthearted, it was fun, there was aliens doing shit, and I'm like, ah, you... And then this French motherfucker came in here to direct it, and he went, no. This is an alien movie. It should be tense and dark and scary. And so we ended up with this abomination, where the tone doesn't match anything the characters are saying or doing, and it's all garbage. It is all... fucking terrible and like again so what if you had the blood sample yes you have the blood sample of her but you're gonna be able to clone an exact replica of her pregnant with the alien basically that doesn't make sense I think I think we have a much bigger problem to talk about because honestly, I'm willing to hand wave that away as they're like 400 plus years in the future at this point. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. We, we've we invented some absolutely absurd things in the last 200 years. Like, God help us if we ever had to go 400 years in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm willing to go like, OK, 400 years in the future, like only God knows what they'll be able to do at that point. Sure. All right. They, cool, they can cool. take a little blood sample and completely clone somebody. Seems ridiculous today, but you know what? Fine. Sure. The real question is, why is Ripley trying to fuck everything in this movie? I have no idea. Like, especially the android. She's just like, hey, you look pretty good over there, milk blood. Ugh. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I don't know who you cloned, but it wasn't Ellen Ripley. Uh, uh, uh. She's even trying to fuck the weird alien hybrid thing at the end of the movie, dude. Like, She really is. That, that scene right before she sends it out into space made me real uncomfortable. <laughs> like, real uncomfortable. Almost as uncomfortable as that abortion that they run into in that one lab that that's got its like titties hanging out and shit. I'm like, oh, oh, cover those things up. Like, Mama. No, ain't nobody trying to see that. Yep. Ugh. Please kill it. It was pretty fucking bad, dude. Like and like and, again, the amount of acting talent within this movie, like A, B, and C list actors, I actually recognize a lot of them. Yeah. And still, it is just terrible. It is an incoherent mess. Mm-hmm. And like, they literally do everything in their power to screw up the situation. It's yes. like. Like the the ragtag band of mercenaries come on the ship and kill all the military. It's like, all right, great. So you just decreased your firepower and killing potential against these aliens by like tenfold. On top of 
the guys that are overseeing the aliens are just plain idiots mocking the aliens and torturing them thinking that they're not going to get their comeuppance of course that's going to happen and then not only do they like breed probably one of the best looking queens that i've seen that should look pretty badass to me um weird because it looks basically the same as the other one but all right doesn't well no that's another thing like the only thing going for this movie that i saw was uh the practical effects and the models for the aliens look stunning that's the only thing in this movie if if there's one thing that the alien franchise has done exceptionally well from the very beginning and only has gotten better as these have gone on it's the practical effects dude they're so good so good but anyway by by the way just as a side note i found Mm -hmm. this out you know that all those scenes that we were bitching about in Alien 3 were all practical effects? None this, of that's CG. There's no one, way. There, there's only one fully CG scene in that entire movie, and that's when the alien gets frozen with the lead, when the lead gets dropped on it and they put the sprinklers and shit. When the lead starts cracking on its skin, that's the only CG scene. That, the rest of it's all practical. You're lying to me, I'm dude. I'm totally serious. No, I I've seen the behind the scenes of them making those shots. It, it's a puppet. It really is. That's a terrible looking puppet. How did they? How did they accomplish such a feat? I don't. I don't know enough about the process. Like the video that I sent you after we recorded that episode, um, shows you how it all works and how it happened. But I'm not. I'm not coherent enough with that kind of shit to explain it to you, but the That's point fair. is, like, it, it's a, it's straight up a puppet that they, they did the shots and they cut it into the movie. So mm. only like in that in that regard, it's CG, but like it's not CG like we were thinking. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, like, dude, the alien models and uh just straight up looks in this movie is spectacular like if i saw this shit i would shit my pants and the fact that they like breed more of them it's so it's just really dumb it's like you're setting yourself up to get massacred i will say this another good thing about this movie the interesting deaths slash death reactions in this movie is great like what what do you mean um, that one corporal dude, uh, who did the best bowling shot ever where he bowled the grenade into the escape pod right before it closed off. Mm. Um, and then he was like saluting the fact that everybody died on there and then got his, the back of his skull blown out. But instead of immediately dying, he takes the time to pick out a piece of his brain and look at it and then die. Right? This Pretty I was, awesome. I, I was literally like, did Homeboy really just pick gray matter out of his skull before he dies? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm like, that's pretty fucking that. metal, but like, uh, that's weird, dude. Yep. Or the fact that uh, the aliens were so smart, they murdered one of their brethren. Again, this is the first time we've seen aliens attack another alien, and that's for reasons of uh, escape. Which is fine. That scene is fucking dope. 
by it's the way. It's super amazing. I, that might be the best scene in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, and then like it burns through like six or eight levels throughout the ship. And then the best thing about that is like one of the soldiers goes in there to check check it out. And then the alien that got tortured by that frost button goes over there and is like, hey, this red button looks kind of nice. Don't, don't, don't you touch it. Uh, I think I'm going to press it. Don't press it. Uh, I think I'm going to press it. <laughs> and then you just see him slowly like get his arm frozen to the wall with a gun on and it breaks off at the forearm. And that that's what I mean. Like interesting death slash death reaction scenes. Like, that's the only thing about this movie that's like, okay, that's cool. Like, the alien model's great, amazing. These death scenes, pretty funny, pretty fun. But everything else is just travesty. Okay. So, I, wa- I want to talk about this whole sequence for a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. um, first of all, the relationship between the alien drones and science guy it's fucking weird bro like he's like making out with the glass yep. on the other like what the fuck is wrong uh, with it nah man like what the fuck but okay okay so then we find out like they're keeping them in this cage or whatever and he's trying to train them by blasting them with this like liquid nitrogen shit and so there's three aliens in there and they go, you can see them like chattering back and forth, mm-hmm. basically saying like, listen, the only way that we're going to get out of here is we got to kill one of us and use its blood to escape. And then two of them just kind of like assert that that third one is the the odd man out like you drew the short straw homeboy and he's like what the fuck do you mean i drew the short straw yep. you better start looking at larry bro like he starts fuck? screaming and shit <laughs> and they're like no sorry bro like it's got to be you fred no I'm like fuck you man and then just cut his throat <laughs> now first of all that's metal as shit <laughs> right away they're like listen we're just gonna fucking kill you bro we love you you're a brother but uh it's got to go down this way. <laughs> this is what's got to happen. He's like, what the fuck do you mean it's got to happen, man? Like, Sorry. It's just, you know what? It'll, it'll be painless. I swear. It was not painless at all. <laughs> and I love how they plan this all out while they're like arguing with each other in the corner, not paying attention to what they're doing. Like, once again, reiterating just how unbelievably intelligent these things are. I mean, they might have got a jump in intelligence because these are technically not like purebred aliens. They have Ripley's DNA as a part of them? Question mark? I'm not. Honestly, I'm not clear. Like, that's a big question mark they have on this entire movie is how all this kind of works. But mm-hmm. we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um. So, So they break out. They escape. Dumb shit goes, well, let me go into their little enclosure here and look down the hole. Why? What the fuck were you thinking? So he gets ripped down the hole, and then we don't see him until the the third act. But then one of the aliens goes into the other room, waits for another dude to show up, 
and then hits the cryo button. And I'm like, okay, first of all, at face value, that's kind of a neat idea. <laughs> like the alien is just like pissed off about being blasted with liquid nitrogen and shit. I would be too. Some revenge. Yeah, so would I. But at the same time, I'm like, but these motherfuckers could just kill them outright. Like, why would it do this? It doesn't make any sense. Especially when you consider, like, these aren't human-level intelligence creatures, I mean, possibly at this point, from what we've seen, but from what we understand of the aliens up to this point, they're not quite that intelligent. And yet, it planned out... <laughs> they plan out multiple, like, significant traps in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but, but why? <laughs> All you have to do is hunt them down. They can't really stop you. They felt some type of way about being experimented on. Yeah, clearly. They felt all kinds of ways. And, like, what's really crazy about this movie is, like, they could have done a better job. Um, Because Ripley is showing the humanized version of responding to realizing that she's just been a fucking experiment her whole life. When she uh, enters in to see, like, their failed attempts at cloning her. She's number eight. They had seven other attempts. Um, if that's what you want to call those things. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, if I, if I was that, like, if I came into that and, like, heard that that, realized that that was my only purpose in life and, like, that's why I was born and, like, what they did to me to get to that point, I have no idea how I'd react. Especially if you gave me a flamethrower. <laughs> like that it was that's some strong stuff and like I feel like the aliens are a mirror of that like that's why they're doing all these elaborate traps and instead of just murdering them outright for survival I think honestly they have a piece of Ripley as a part of their DNA that's why they're acting more maliciously possibly so <clears throat> To that end, it's worth noting that we find out in this movie that Ripley 8, Ripley 9, because of the original, whatever, um, Subject 8, has certain xenomorph traits. And I'm watching this and I'm like, but how like what the fuck are they doing in this place where they went to clone ripley and they accidentally crossbred her with an alien mm. it's just so there's just nothing there's nothing good that can come from that. Nothing at all. Yeah. Like they they're creating more than one monster. Yeah. Cuz like say say their experiments go well, like 
they don't get uh they don't have the mercenaries come on the ship and cause all holy hell and the aliens don't get out outright right right you still have ripley who is a for lack of a better word like an intelligent an intelligent being because again like this isn't really ripley she's not all human as we've just established who fi- who's going to find out you just made her to give birth to a whole bunch of xenomorphs, which, in her DNA, she hates their guts. And you experimented on her, and, sh- and she finds out that you cloned her seven times to create these monstrosities, one of which was still alive on the table. Instead of, like, you know, yep. putting it out of its misery, you have no use of it, you have it hooked up and letting it live this cruel and unjustified existence. If the aliens didn't get out and try and kill them, Ripley would have. Period. Like, they were going to lose either way. It might have gotten to a point where Ripley would have released the aliens herself. Just to at least get back at them and then blow up the ship. Hell, she might not have even blown up the ship. That's what I mean, like... There are so many unknown variables with the way that they went about this to create their bioweapon army that it was doomed for failure from the start. Yeah. Huh. What? What'd you hunt for? <clears throat> so just reading about a couple of things is uh i go through some of my notes here and um i i was kind of looking at the the xenopedia page for xenomorph prime their the alien homeworld mm-hmm. and it says that uh they they live on this planet with a bunch of other alien species and i'm like what the fuck survives alongside a xenomorph yeah like actually fuck i'd be super scared of that species to be honest with you like though whatever else is alive on that planet is way more terrifying like way more terrifying. Yeah, you can't like from what I've noticed, you can't live a symbiote like have a symbiotic relationship with the aliens. You're either Do they even eat the people that they kill? That's the thing. Do they even eat them? How do they how do they gain sustenance? <laughs> uh I think at some points they do. Like at the end of Alien 3 uh, there's that one scene in the tunnels down there where he's just like munching away on that guy. Yeah. So I think they do. But anyways, like, again, you're either food or like basically uh, a a breeding sack of meat for the aliens. Like, there's no symbiotic relationship whatsoever. What the fuck? This This place is known as Xenomorph Prime, the Xenomorph Homeworld. While not native, Xenomorphs made this planet their own. Where the fuck did these things come from, dude? Right? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm, so- I'm sorry. 
I'm way more interested in like the lore of the aliens than this movie. This movie sucks so much dick. <sighs> John, let's just talk about the ending of this movie. It's... <laughs> <laughs> not not like, oh, let's skip to the end and just get this bitch over with, although that wouldn't hurt my feelings. Uh I just feel like Everything in the middle of this movie is totally irrelevant. And I don't. I don't fucking care. I mean, it's it's not even really that interesting. Yeah, like for the whole setup of the movie, like the beginning setup of the movie, I'm like, I was literally sitting there, like, why do I care about who these characters are? Like, this is clearly a direct sequel to Alien Three, but like, I don't even know who ninety nine percent of these characters are. Why the fuck do I care? Yeah, honestly, it's it's kind of sucks because they could have um like gone with a lot of deeper levels in this alien movie about like, you know, being used and abused and all that kind of stuff. How the aliens deal with it, how the human Ripley clone deals with it, like all that shit, but it's just wasted. Like honestly, even though it started off as shit, like as something that I honestly believe is impossible. Because again, at the ending of the third movie, they shouldn't have been able to like, you know, clone her from whatever blood sample, that kind of shit. But there was enough there that they could have made an interesting movie, but they just did it. Yeah, that, that's a great way to put it. They just didn't. Oh, that thing is fucking dope. Did you know that the Xenomorphs have like in how how much how do how do I say this? They have different species. Um what? They have different forms. Okay. So like we know about the the drones, the basic drones, the queen the face huggers, the chest bursters. But there's also an empress, which is the queen of the queens. Uh-huh. There's praetorians, which are like the I don't know, the princesses. They're like slightly smaller queens. Uh-huh. There's these motherfuckers called crushers, which I'm going to send you a picture of this motherfucker. This is some badass shit. I want to play Aliens Colonial Marines all of a sudden. Like, that motherfucker is dope. And this big bitch just comes charging at you like a rhino and shit. Holy shit. That's a bad motherfucker right there. Really is. Here's another shot of it so you can see the full body and all its glory and shit. But, like... And then what's this other one? Palatines. Uh, a queen-sized dr- queen drone? They're what, the queen why? mother's personal guard and only live on Xenomorph Prime. Huh. 
I would send you a picture, but like it's it's literally what it says. Like it's just a really big fucking drone. There's nothing particularly distinctive about it. Uh, that's interesting. Okay, so oh, fuck. Where do I start with the ending of this movie? You know where I'm gonna start with the ending of this movie? There's a scene where. Ripley falls through the grate and falls into the nest. Fall in the nest. Mm-hmm. And what she falls onto can really only be described as what looks like an alien orgy going on. I, I don't know what this is, John. <laughs> what the fuck does she fall into? And then she gets sucked into it. Like, she just falls onto this soft bed of alien shit. And then, after a minute, she's just... And then she's, like, inside of whatever that was. Chilling with the queen. And then, at this point, we find out that not only does Ripley have traits of aliens like acid blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the queen gives birth like humans do now. And she just births live-ass aliens. Now, now, pause. <laughs> Conceptually, that's a great idea and fucking terrifying. What yeah. we actually get in this movie is the dumbest fucking design for a monster I have ever seen in anything. Not just any movie, anything. This thing is not only not scary, but it totally took me out. I was mad. Yeah. Like, there's this big reveal moment coming up that's waiting and then that happens. It's like, alright. That that actually took me out of the movie, and I'm just like, I literally started bursting in laughter. I was like, "That's that's that's what you're gonna show me? That's it." It looks like it looks like if you took a xenomorph and spliced it into that scene at the end of Indiana Jones where they open up the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, and he just starts melting. Like I I don't. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> this thing is fucking grotesque. It's, it's like albino. It's mm-hmm. got a little nose digit thing. Yep. Like, what, do you, what are you, an anglerfish? What are you doing with that thing? Like, it looks like it's already taken an acid bath. <laughs> really, it does. Now, I will say, the fact that it comes out turns around and just goes fuck you bitch and kills the queen that was kind of dope but it's completely ruined by the fact that this thing is stupid as hell and then and then It sneaks aboard the escape vessel. 
And I fucks Ripley for like five minutes mm-hmm. before she throws some of her newfangled acid blood on the window and has it sucked through a hole the size of like a quarter, which is, is super gross. It looked really cool, though. Yeah, like, again, it's kind of like in a better movie, that might be a hell of a moment. That's what I mean. Like, a lot of good shit, like, ideas and uh, in- interpretations were wasted on this movie. Yeah, it- it's like the script that he that Joss Whedon came up with wasn't inherently bad. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot of mistakes along the way. Yeah, just the way that they put it together. Like, even the CGI alien, you know, as it's crawling after them on the ladder actually looked really good. It wasn't terrible. Like you could tell it was CGI, but it still looked good enough. I really did love the scene where they're like swimming through the, that yep, area of the ship yep. and they're swimming after them. Like that was dope. It really was. And then like he shoots the, the explosive round and it just like disintegrates the alien in the water. Like that's all. There's a lot of cool ideas that are just stuck in a fucking ridiculously bad movie. Yeah. So like there's the scene at the beginning of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where Ripley first comes to and she's in this like silk cocoon thing. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching, dude? Like, what is this? I I don't. I don't know what the point is. And. It's just weird, man. Like, I know this guy's French, but dude. (laughs) Come on. And, And then there's like. There's that scene a little bit after that where like um homeboy like gets right in her face. I'm like, "All right, McRapey, let's let's calm down." And she like busts his ass up and then gets shocked so badly that she literally flies off the table she's sitting on. But then she's just fine. Not even a scratch. And the real problem is that none of this is explained. We're supposed to just take in everything as it is and figure it out. But this is Alien 4, not Alien 1, not Alien 2. We shouldn't be figuring shit out at this point. We should know the status quo. Yep. The and status quo is that Ripley's ass jumped into molten rock in the last movie and she's gone. And yet here she is. Now she's a superhuman. Balling the fuck out of everybody on this ship with her horrendously ugly jump shot. And acid blood. Yep. 
you want to know what's really crazy about this movie? Like, so think about the the groups of people that dealt with the aliens in the previous movies, right? Yeah. How many of them in those groups would you think would sacrifice themselves? Other than like, I think there was only one. I think it was an alien cubed where the dude like literally led the alien into that bunker head knowing he was going to die just to make sure it got caught. But like would put their literal life on the line to save the others. Not when they're would. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I mean. Like, not when they're like in a like, oh, I'm going to die anyways situation, but like basically like there's a chance that they could survive, and they're like, no, I need to make sure that everybody else lives. Like, there's a lot of those moments for this mercenary group that they do that. Especially the scene where um, the dude gets acid on his face, and even though they blow off the brains of that one alien, it's got his leg. So he unclips himself. That That is a powerful scene in a terrible movie. Or the fact that Ron Perlman does like probably the most flexible and acrobatic thing that I've ever seen and bends over backwards and starts firing at the alien. Even though his guns are at a position to where there's no way that any of those bullets would hit that alien. I mean, the scene right before that was fire too like when they come up out of the water and there's just the face huggers oh yeah and then he's like set us up for a trap dude i'm that's what i'm saying like there's a lot of good stuff in this movie that is just wasted on a bad movie although i will say it's interesting to me that the face huggers succeeded in clamping onto one individual only and that (laughs) That was ripley yep and I'm like, did the facehuggers not get the memo that we don't fuck with Ripley? Like, everybody else got the memo. Even this newborn thing knew not to fuck with Ripley. Ripley's mommy. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Facehuggers. Facehuggers just go rogue, man. Facehuggers give no fucks. Like, they they're fucking it. somebody in the mouth. They don't care. They wasn't having it. Like, I don't care how old you are, how many clones you have, I'm fucking you in the mouth. Yep, that, that, that's in their job description, man. <laughs> you have one job. Oh, I'm fucking <laughs> it. <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-ba-ba>. <laughs> oh my god! Literally the same thing in my head. So good. Oh my god. Dude. It's so good. I, that's that's what actually the worst thing about this movie is there are so many good moments, ideas, scenes that in a better movie would like take it from like a seven or a six all the way up to like a nine or a 10. But in a bad movie, it's just you, f- you forget. Like I've watched this movie before and I forgot, Oh, these are actually really awesome scenes. 
and like this mercenary group like really like are looking out for each other and like love each other man like they want to make sure like they survive and they're willing to sacrifice themselves to see that the group as a whole survives which hasn't been seen in the, in the alien movies prior again a lot of stuff wasted like a lot of good ideas wasted on a bad movie because of the way that it was put together which yeah, I, I find mean, like, depressing like, like every one of those mercenaries is unlikable mm-hmm. um unless you're ripley <laughs> <laughs> then you like him too much Ooh, too much um like I mean, every character in this movie is pretty unlikable. Yeah, I mean, it's a military group that basically bred Ripley for one purpose in experimentation. Like, you even feel bad for the aliens just getting fucked with. And, like, honestly, the aliens killing them is like, hell yeah, they deserve it. They're, they, yeah. they don't have any redeeming qualities. I, I think that's a good way to sum up this movie. Zero redeeming qualities. <laughs> Kill it with fire. Pretend it didn't happen. Oh, man. I hate this movie. I, I hate this movie more than Jordan hates Mega Shark vs. Crocosaurus. That is... That is saying a lot. Like... Jordan talks shit on that movie every chance that he gets. I hate this movie so much. I'm never going to speak of it ever again. Yeah, I I can understand that. Because, like, literally when we got this movie, I was like, I've seen this before, and I remember it not being good. But to be this bad with such good things sprinkled through, you have to work at basically minimizing some of the best scenes and practical effects up until now in this whole series mm-hmm. to where they're literally like a distant foggy footnoted memory i didn't remember that these scenes looked this good that the alien models looked this good because of how this movie was put together and like how poor it was which is a travesty it's it's legit sad yeah just wasted on a bad movie man this movie's so bad i'm wrapping this bitch up john do you have any final thoughts about this movie before we never speak of it ever again um if you do listen to our podcast take it from us don't watch this movie I know we talked about a lot of good scenes in the movie. It does not redeem the movie, and it's not worth you wasting your time watching this movie. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I would rather you... No, I'm not even going to say that. That's just really mean. Oh, my God. Straight up, I would rather put my dick in a garbage disposal than watch this movie again. Would you rather watch Killing Me Softly than this movie? Yes. I mean, the killer inside me. I I would rather only be able to watch the killer inside me for the rest of my life than watch this movie. Wow. That is. Wow. John, this movie gets a go 
fuck yourself. <laughs> this movie gets a uh, mama for me. Guys, if you respect yourself in any way, shape, or form, don't go anywhere near this movie. <laughs> we only watched this movie because we had to. All right? We're, we're laying down our lives for you. We have integrity. We knew this movie was going to be bad. We knew we could have been like, you know what? We know how awful this movie is. We don't have to watch it. No, we did it for you guys. Remember that. But next week, we're going all the way back. All the way back to the very, very beginning. <laughs> it's time for Prometheus. Excellent. And as always, have fun out there, guys.